Well, hello, hello. Welcome to episode, oh my gosh, seven now of Coach Ani the podcast. Um, I I just feel, I just feel like I want to start off by saying thank you. Um, last week's episode was for sure like the gnarliest I've ever recorded. And then I did like a follow-up post on it on my Instagram and just the, oh my gosh, the love and the support and the beautiful, amazing messages I've received since then. I'm not even really sure how to say thank you. So I will just say thank you for all of the kind words that, I mean, it, it, it was just countless. And that that really means a lot. Kind of like I said last week, it's it's not easy to talk about hard shit and shit that we consider like embarrassing or that's not like fucking cool. You know what I mean? But it's important. And even since then, so many salon owners have reached out to me and been like, oh my gosh, thank you. Like I've even noticed that it was like staff members on my team that were the toxic ones that were like gossipy, gossipy, gossipy and all these things. And, you know, it ended up really bad with like dividing the team and the owner in a salon walkout and like all of these just crazy things. But like I said, it's, it's it's shit that no one wants to talk about because it's not fucking fun, which leads me to today's episode. Um, someone messaged me and for the life of me, I'm probably never going to be able to find this message because I get so many, but I made a note that I really want to talk about it and it's imposter syndrome. Oh my gosh, look. My feeling is, my own opinion of myself is, and I feel like I always have to say like, my opinion is, so someone's not like, like how cool she thinks she is, whatever, which I said before, I don't actually think I'm cool. But my, my own feeling is that probably on social media and on the podcast and in everything I do, I probably come off as very confident. Like she knows exactly what she's doing. She doesn't care. Look at her putting herself out there and making funny reels and weird videos or weird (laughs) weird obsession with Harry Potter and all these things that make me seem very confident in everything I do. And I've spoken in front of hundreds, hundreds of people. And I've been in front of very large crowds and had to not, I don't say like entertain them. I'm not like some fucking clown. I'm not like a juggler, but you know, to to put yourself out there and even on social media or in front of events and things like that. Like, yeah, you have to have a certain level of confidence. But to be frank, uh, I'm not actually 100% confident in most of the things I do. (laughs) Oh, no. And you're probably thinking like, what the fuck is she? Is she doing shit? Not being 100% confident? I mean, technically, yeah, but also no. Like, I'm not like, It's not like I'm like selling garbage and being like, yeah, it's totally going to work. Being wildly unsure if it will or won't. It's more so a confidence in myself. And I'll give you a very easy example. You know, obviously, if you don't, well, if you don't know, I actually lived in Missouri for 15 years. And in 2017, I moved to California. And it was so funny because when I moved here, like I obviously don't fucking clue what I was doing. I'm very open about that. Like I've never claimed to be to know, but like, I nailed it. No, I didn't nail it. I didn't nail 90% of what I did most of the time, actually. But it was so, such an interesting dynamic. So when I moved here, I was 27 years old, right? I'd been doing hair since I was 19. 19? 19? That's 19. And so we're looking at, you know, eight years. And at that point, I started teaching and training people that had been doing hair. I mean, <laughs> sometimes as long as I'd been alive. <laughs> like, 
they'd been doing hair for a really long time. And I did realize that there were definitely moments where nobody wanted to fucking listen to me. I won't say nobody, but older artists didn't want to listen to me. This is a weird one. Um, Men did not want to listen to me. And I won't say all of them. Straight men specifically did not want to hear a fucking word I had to say. I don't know what it was about it, but hear me now. Look, I want to address something first. I hear this a lot from so many artists that they go, well, it's just hard. Like, you don't understand. I haven't been doing this for a very long time. I'm really young. I'm in my early 20s or I've only been doing this for a year. None of that actually matters. So here's the deal. It it doesn't actually matter how long you've been doing hair. What actually matters is how much time and attention and repetition do you have in that amount of time? So I'll give an example. Um, Obviously, I worked for an extension company for, oh my gosh, I did it for seven years and I worked for them for five. And inside of that, I mean, the second year that I was doing it, I, I mean, by the time that I left Missouri, moved to California, I already had 42 clients. On average, my clients had two rows. So you can imagine three clients, three days a week, (laughs) all the time with 45 clients. Like I had a lot of repetition. So even though there were other artists like coming that had been doing hair far longer, I mean, frankly, sometimes as long as I had been alive, I still had more repetition and knowledge in the thing that I was teaching them, which yes, absolutely did make me the expert. So where does this imposter syndrome come in? (laughs) I feel like in everything I did, everything I did, because I do remember having feelings all the time of like, well, who would ever want to learn anything from me? Like, do am I am, am I good enough of an artist to teach this? Am I good enough at color to teach this? Do I know anything about color? And you know, like when you spiral where it starts off is like, does anybody want to learn from me? Am I that good? Do I even know how to color hair? And all of a sudden it's like you didn't even go to cosmetology school, even though you know what you're doing. I I dealt with that a lot. And especially coming to California and like the hair that's done on the West Coast is is different than what's done um, in Missouri, it, it just simply is different. So I feel like I had a learning curve there. And then obviously I had never coached or trained anything in my entire life. Now I'm sitting here like these people are actually fucking listening to me. Like this is, this is wild. So instead of allowing myself to sit in that place of, well, this is, fu- I'm, I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud. Nobody cares what I have to say. Nobody's going to want to listen to what I have to say. I'm not good enough to do this, which once again, I'm aware. I am so aware that these are feelings that everybody has. I just kind of changed it in my head because I know for me, I thought that kept going through my head was like, well, this is really good for somebody else. Like, Somebody else would be able to do this. Somebody else would be able to be successful. They would want to listen to somebody else. But here's what I realized. To the person walking down the street, I am somebody else. To the person that I see at the CrossFit gym, you know, whenever I go, I'm somebody else. I'm a stranger. So why can't I be the somebody else that did something amazing? Nobody's born knowing how to do shit. Nobody knows how to do anything. Even some people that are like videographers and they're fucking phenomenal. They're all self-taught. Not all, but I know a lot that are self-taught. Well, if they could teach themselves to do it and have great successful businesses, well, why can't I learn some new things? 
Why can't I be the person who started from the bottom and learned something and implemented it and grew something big and beautiful and amazing? Why can't I be that person? Now, it doesn't mean that that was always easy. <laughs> I feel like it's great when it's like a pump up speech. Just, yeah, you did it, girl. Yeah, of course it's easy now to look at me and be like, oh my God, no, Ani, you can totally do it. Yeah, you say that now because you saw me do it. Like, like uh, that's why you're saying it or you're thinking that. But it's so, it's so much harder in the moment when you don't have that, like, you don't get, there's no cheat code to see the end. There is no cheat code to tell you everything's going to be okay. There's no like cliff notes version to let you skip to the end to tell you like, hey, all the hard work you're putting into this is going to pay off. There is none of that. I had no idea how anything would ever turn out. Like, to be honest, even when I was fired, I did. I had a total moment of... And honestly, the moment did not last long because I don't allow myself to like sit. I'm not like a self-pity person. I'm not going to fucking wallow because I do have a firm belief of everything that happens in my life is for the best for me. And I said that to someone once and they were like, oh my God, that's so like egotistical or self-centered. I'm like, is it though? Like, do you want me to be fucking sad about everything? Sometimes things just are. And the best thing we can do is like learn how to deal with it and move forward. And I feel like that's that's what I've really done. So even after I was fired, yeah, I totally had a moment of like, oh my God, my skills literally translate to nothing. (laughs) And even now, you know, a couple months later, I guess, yeah, almost like two months later, even thinking, knowing that I had that thought is mind blowing to me now knowing all of the projects that I have on my plate that are massive, like huge fucking projects that I can't talk about. I can just say that I'm doing something, but like, it's so wild. And I, I'm sure some of you have felt that way before that you're like, if I don't work at this place, my skills translate to nothing. If I don't work for this particular company, my skills translate to nothing. Like I'm only good and only good here. And I think, number one, that that's a bullshit mentality for you to have. But I'm sure that also comes from hearing shit like, oh, well, you're replaceable. Well, it's a privilege to work here and an opportunity. What the fuck? Yeah, sometimes it is an oppor- it's an opportunity to work in a lot of places, but damn, you don't have to treat people like trash. You don't have to make them feel that way. If you're hiring for the sake of someone being replaceable, you're going to be replacing a lot of people, and that's like a major red fucking flag, you know what I mean? So anyway, so then the question becomes like, okay, well, in those moments of like, what the hell am I supposed to do? I don't feel good. I I don't think I'm smart enough, that I'm talented enough, that I'm good enough. I There's no way anybody wants to learn from me. No one cares what I have to say on social media. There's no point in posting anything. Oh, I think the first thing we have to realize is that everybody started somewhere. And I, I already said it, but think about it. The people you see on social media with huge, massive brands and followings, did they log in one day and it was there? No, they started off with two followers, then 10, then 100, then 1,000, then 10,000, then 50. That like it just kept growing. But do you realize why it kept growing? Because they never gave up. They, they, They didn't stop. They kept going even when it sucked. They kept going on the bad days and the more that they did it, 
the more confidence that they found. Now, to be clear, I've done a lot of why, like things that I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I talked in front of that many people. I held this event. Like I, like I did so many great and amazing and wonderful things that I'm so grateful to have experienced, but I wasn't confident in them. And the confidence that I gained was only found through doing and doing it again and fucking it up. There was one time... <laughs> I don't want to laugh, but I'm going to laugh at this. It was literally traumatizing. So it was my very first convention that I was a trainer in. And my boss at the time had said like, okay, go out on stage and set the frame for this. And that was literally like as far as my instruction went. So I remember going on stage and being like, okay, you know, we're going to be doing this. And I was only talking to like a very small group of people because the whole, uh, all the students were not there. And I remember I said something, I think it was like, oh, you know, we're going to do this because, you know, we don't want to be here all night, basically like till midnight because it would have taken like five fucking, like 15 fucking hours to do whatever the hell it was had we not done a particular way. And I remember I got pulled off stage. I got my fucking ass reamed. (laughs) I don't want to laugh, but it's one of those things like I'm just going to have to laugh through it. I was sobbing. Like I was so upset. The point where like other staff members saw what was happening and it was like, like break, check, turn around, like go somewhere else. And then my boss was basically like, soak up your tears, go back out there and fix it. And I was like, (gasps) okay. So I took a couple deep breaths, wiped the tears off my face, (sighs) put on a smile and walked back out and fixed it. I, I've messed up a lot of things (laughs) in front of the chair, behind the chair as a trainer. Like not everything I've done has always gone according to plan, but, but I didn't stop. I didn't care that I didn't do it right. Well, to be clear, I cared that I didn't do it right. It hurt. It sucked. It sucked. It hurt. It was painful. It was sad. Some days it was devastating. My ego took a hit again and again and again. There was a time where I was like, literally, guys, we recorded something for um, an education platform. And I remember doing the color and I hated it to the point where I was like, you it actually looked really beautiful, but I remember doing the color and we filmed it and I walked out of the salon. I sat in my car and I started crying. Like I'm sobbing. I keep saying I'm sobbing, but I was was sobbing in my car and the whole way home, I'm like, you're fucking horrible at hair. You're not good at this. You're not talented. This is garbage. They're going to throw away all of your footage. This is You're, you're going to be exposed. I remember that's the feeling. You're going to be exposed as a fraud. They're going to fucking know that you're terrible. You did a horrendous job. And to be clear, this was not five fucking years ago, y'all. This was, let me see if we're in 2022 right now, 2021. (laughs) If this had to be 2020. This was maybe just a couple of years ago. So that was like very hard for me. But here's the interesting thing. After all of the footage was done and the footage came back, I looked at it and I said, oh, that's beautiful. I loved it. It was amazing. I was so happy with the photos. I was happy with the footage, with the way that the education went. Like I was so happy with it after the fact that I got some breathing room. But because in that moment, Things did like I toned her twice. I re- I smudged twice like things because things didn't go exactly perfectly 100 percent according to plan. Ugh. Uh-uh. And for future reference, being a perfectionist is part of imposter syndrome, bitches. Like don't sit here and be like, oh, my God, I don't have imposter syndrome. I don't want everything to be perfect. That's part of imposter syndrome. <laughs> I say that as a perfectionist. So that's why I understand. But because it did not turn out perfectly the first time. My mind went to, you fucking suck. Boo, Ani, you're so bad at this. As opposed to, okay, yeah, it didn't turn out exactly how I wanted the first time, but I was able to fix it. 
I knew enough. I was able to course correct. I was able to fix it there on the spot in that moment. I did it. So why am I not giving myself enough grace or acknowledgement that in that moment something got messed up and I had enough knowledge stored away in my bank to fix it? So maybe I am actually pretty fucking good. Maybe I actually am amazing at color. Maybe I'm actually like really great at this. Who, who knows? So I just want you guys to understand like having imposter syndrome, I, in my own opinion of someone who I know has had it. And I feel like honestly, some days maybe I still do where people will, like I said, I have, I have a very, very large project deadline in like three days. It's going great. Don't worry about it. I'm right on track. But even with that, that I had a moment where I was like, oh my God, are you insane for taking this project on? Are you crazy? Have you lost your mind? And then I was like, you know what? No, 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 no. We're not going to play this game of you've lost your fucking mind. How about you know exactly what to do? You're actually really, really good at this, even though it was not something that you expected would be a quote unquote sellable trait. Turns out it really is like good for me. You know what I mean? So you guys have to realize things aren't they're They're not always going to go perfect. You're going to mess it up. It's not an if you mess it up, it's when you will mess something up. But that does not mean that you are bad at something. That does not mean that you're quote unquote an imposter and that you should give up. The way to get over imposter syndrome is to go through it, to do it again and again and again and to fuck it up and to fix it and to show yourself. It's not about proving other people wrong. It's not about showing other people how much you know to then get the validation from other people about how smart you are. It's about creating validation for yourself, for you to prove to yourself that you are amazing, for you to prove to yourself that you are actually an expert and an authority in your chosen field, whether that be hair, whether that be skin, whether that be nails, whether it's education like or life coaching, it doesn't really matter. Everybody will have some form of imposter syndrome. And I'll say even like coaches, coaches go through the ringer on this. Oh, it's so hard being a coach because you feel, you feel as though you have to have all the answers 100% of the time. And that if you don't have the answers, you're fucking garbage. And how dare you coach anybody else? I disagree. I don't have the answers to everything all the time. I'm not even going to pretend like I do. I don't have all the answers to my own life and I don't have all the answers to the things people ask me. I have quite a bit of answer. I can give opinions. And sometimes my answer is, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I will do some research and I will get back to you because that is the most honest answer that I can give. So if you're listening right now and you're someone who you've, you're, you're struggling some days, maybe you're a salon owner and you're like, this is insane. I have no idea what I'm doing. Do I even know how to train anybody? An assistant? Staff? What? This is nuts. I'm, I fucking suck. There's no way. Okay, please remember that you do hair. Remember that you started off somewhere. And maybe the first thing you should ask yourself is, well, what do I wish someone would have taught me? What's the first thing that I wish I had been able to learn when I came to this new salon? What's something that I found was missing and lacking inside of my own education that now I can provide for someone else? 
Because I think you'll be surprised when you're trying to fill in holes and gaps inside of educations or systems, process software, whatever it might be, sometimes the best thing you have is your own experience. Well, what did I not like? What did I like? And guys, if you find yourself so out of your depth that you're like, I literally have no idea, ask for help for the love of God, ask for help. Asking for help does not make you stupid. Asking for help and admitting that you do not know something or know how to do something or that you need guidance doesn't make you unworthy of whatever it is you're selling. To me, the only person that I would never trust is the person that pretends like they have it all together, is the person that's like, I don't need help. I'm amazing. I'm wonderful. You need me. Uh, uh, uh. That I don't I don't like that. I, I to me, that mentality doesn't work because everybody needs help with something. It, it, truly, even in their own chosen fields, every single person needs help from somebody. Even if you look at. I mean, even big, like, I almost said superstars, but really think about it. Um, When you have professional NBA players, do they not have a coach? I mean, professional sport, like they're paid millions upon millions and millions of dollars and they have coaches and trainers. They have people coming out and saying, okay, let me help you with your mindset. Dribbling, I was dribbling the ball. My God, if you're in the NBA, I hope you know how to dribble a fucking ball. I mean, I don't. So you get no judgment from me, but I'm not paid millions of dollars for that. So I sure hope you do. But I think you guys just need to realize that imposter syndrome will come for, it'll it'll come for everyone. <laughs> no one is, is going to get out of it. But the important part to remember is it's not about the length of time that you have been doing something. So do not come to me and say, but Ani, I've only been doing this for a year. Okay, well, how much time have you spent practicing in that year? Hmm? And sometimes you just have to give yourself grace and credit for all that you have done and how far you've come. Guys, two months ago, I had no fucking clue how to do a podcast. I didn't think I would ever have to know, to be completely frank with you. And then all of a sudden, I literally found myself. You know what I Googled? How to do a podcast. (laughs) And that led me to one thing, to another thing, to it's on Spotify and figuring out how to do that. And then having like all of these different things were skills that I learned that weirdly, I'm actually now showing other people how to do. Not because I'm such a fucking pro at it and I've been doing it for 45 years, but because I spent a few days, like a week, probably Googling shit and then practicing and figuring it out on my own. Imposter syndrome will come for everyone. The thing is, are you going to let it keep you down? Are you going to beat yourself up so much that you will convince yourself you're garbage and a total piece of shit and then just give up. Because you know what? To me, society is probably going to do that enough for all of us or your ex-best friend or your enemy, which I don't know. Is Do people even have a nemesis in real life? Anyway, the point is, are you going to beat yourself up so much along with society and trolls and your enemy or whatever your competition and like throw yourself on top of that as well? Or are you just going to give yourself some fucking grace for once? Seriously, it's insane. How about here's what I want you to do. I'm going to for the first time ever, I'm going to give you homework on a podcast. 
I guess I'll never know if you do it or not, but uh, you, what you should do is post it on your social media and tag me in it because I would love to see it. I want you to think about your life in the past, we'll keep it a short time, the past year, just the past year. And I want you to write down all of the accomplishments that you've had. Whether it's something like getting a new car or a house, your first down payment, opening a salon, closing a salon, you would be surprised some days is actually an accomplishment. Building up your business, hitting a monetary goal, hitting a vacation goal. Maybe you lost weight, maybe you gained weight, maybe you stopped drinking, maybe you turned 21 and had your first drink. I don't really care what it is. It can be personal, it can be professional, but it's time that you give yourself some credit. Because if you don't, you will never stop feeling like an imposter. And the day that I sat down and realized, you know what, Ani? You've done some bad ass shit. You've done some real cool shit is really the day that I stopped feeling like an imposter. Every time I would tell myself there's no way you can do this, you cannot stand in front of 350 people and train in the way that you're expected. And then I did it and I crushed it. And then I thought there's no way that you can go through and hold down this event on your own and lead it the way that it's supposed to. And I did it. There's no way that you can sell this event, blah, 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 and have your conversions be better than anyone else's. And they were. And that's when I realized, you know what? Turns out anything that I'm legitimately putting my mind to, anything that I, anything that I choose to put effort and time and intention and commitment into, it will work. It won't work perfectly the first time. It won't work perfectly the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth, but there will come a time where now it's easy. And I'm not that stressed about it anymore. So you now have your homework. First time I've ever given homework on a podcast. Sure hope that you end up doing it, but really write a list in the past 12 months from October of 2021 to October of 2022, what are all the things that you're proud of yourself that you've accomplished? And does that make you feel a little bit better? Does that make you feel like less of an imposter? Do you now feel like you should raise your prices? Because you're realizing you're probably better than you actually thought? Who knows? Who knows what comes out of this? But if you never stop to take, if you never allow yourself a moment to look back and be proud of what you've accomplished, you will always feel like you've accomplished nothing. And you will always feel like an imposter and you will always feel like a fraud. And as someone who has felt that way many a times, it's not actually fun. And I choose to not live in that space. So with all that being said, you have your homework. Thank you guys once again for being here on another episode of Coach Ani the Podcast. Um, Many of you guys actually send me DMs and DMs and DMs about ideas and thoughts and topics that you would like me to talk about. Keep sending them to me. I literally keep a running list at this point of things that you guys want to hear more about. So thank you again. Tag me on Instagram after you do your homework. I really, really want to see it. And uh, I'll see you guys next week.